Okay, students, faculty and staff, and alumni of Campbell University, let's talk about the one thing we all need and the one thing there just never seems to be enough of, Wi-Fi. Today marks the start of another academic year here in Bowie's Creek, and that means with all the students and professors on campus, there's an influx of desktops and laptops, PlayStations and Nintendos, iPhones and Androids, and even smartwatches, and they're all putting a strain on the university's Wi-Fi. Sherry Yerkeswickle is Campbell's Chief Information Officer, and this fall she was also named Associate Vice President of Information Technology. She helps kick off Season 2 of our Rhymes with Orange podcast, talking about Campbell's Wi-Fi and why it's difficult and important to keep up with our population's growing technological demands. She'll also share how Campbell is helping professors use technology in the classroom, plus much more. I'm Billy Liggett, joined by co-host Kate Stoneburner, and this Rhymes with Orange. So you came to Campbell in July of last year as the university's first chief information officer, and after that, uh, heading into this fall, you were named associate vice president of information technology, and we're going to get into what you do and everything associated with your title. Um, but first off, as we do with every guest, we would like to know what drew you to Campbell University. That's a great question. Um, when I first learned about the position, I, I have to say that I didn't know anything about Campbell. And um, as everyone in this time that we live in does, went to the uh, went to the internet and started Googling to learn about Campbell. And I was intrigued by the amount of growth that the university has experienced over really the past 10 years or so. Um, the the breadth of academic offerings was uh, was interesting to me. Um, the fact that we had a law school and a medical school were areas that I had not had experience with in the past, and so that was um, that was neat for, to have another area to learn about. Um, and I'm a beach person, so being two hours away from the beach and a golf course uh, literally minutes away, since I'm a golfer, um, those were the other two kind of uh, icing on the cake things. It's, inter- it's interesting that you say looked on the internet first, because that's what everybody does when you're, um, you know, when you're looking at a new place to live or a new place to work. Uh, your experience on the internet about Campbell University had to be much different than mine. Uh, I... I first looked up Campbell back in 2011 when I was looking for, when I was applying for the job and the uh, website here has just improved so much in these last seven years so um, just out of morbid curiosity I guess uh, what what was your first impression of Campbell when when look you said you liked the programs and everything but as the internet person how was the website we, we've just got to know <laughs> well well so here's a funny thing please, about please that. compliment us um <laughs> The time that I was looking at the website was December of 16. And so the whole website redesign had not been completed oh, yet. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so, so I was actually seeing the new and the old side by side as I was clicking around. And that, uh, that to me was actually a good sign because I was like, okay, so, so clearly we're in the midst of a redesign. Um, and I was very pleased to see since, um, since I, the web group at my last position when I was at Lehigh, they actually reported to me. And so I was really pleased to see the, um, the design elements that, um, were being utilized in the new, in the new site. 
Um, found it really easy to navigate. Uh, loved that it, you know, that it was mobile first. Um, so, so yes. Yeah, so not only was I looking for information, but I was also um, looking at it from the perspective of as an IT person judging us. Yeah. <laughs> how, how you know what? What do I think about this? Because that says a lot. That says a lot about. Um, about the forward thinking nature, you know, of the university, the fact that you are, um, you know, working on changing how we are represented on, you know, on the web to, um, to the outside world, because that's, that's the first stop for yes. everyone. You passed the test. Yes. <laughs> I'm overjoyed to awesome. get it. <laughs> We're just going to jump right into the tough question since you're the web expert. Um, you're, you probably hear this complaint all the time. It's like the biggest complaint of all at every university, the Wi-Fi. How terrible the Wi-Fi is. Oh my gosh, the Wi-Fi is so slow. Is this actually a problem or do we just have unreasonable expectations for how many people are on the Wi-Fi at one time for how it should perform? So that is a great question. And Wi-Fi is like closet space. There's never enough of it. (laughs) And um, we did a survey in the spring of this of the undergraduate students to ask them what's their experience with technology and it wasn't just technology specific it was also related to teaching and learning right and their experience in the classroom and and that was the number one complaint that that we saw on that survey on the survey results and so my next stop actually is to do some assessment to figure out is it just the perception that that Wi-Fi yeah. isn't good, or is that really people's experience? Um, because um, I, you know, folks that I've talked to was like, "Well, we have these access points all over the place, and connectivity should be great." And, right. We don't know what we're um, doing wrong. <laughs> I, right. So I so I think that our next step is is to dig in more okay. about those comments and understand is that really um, a problem in the residence halls. Is it a problem in the classrooms? Is it a problem when you're sitting in the Starbucks and, you know, you want to stream Netflix? Right. Um, you know, where where are the specifics? Because it's one thing to have this general comment, um, but without more specifics about where the issues are, um, you know, we really need that information in order to dig deeper and understand where do we need to improve. Yeah. Um, I will say that, you know, that... Wi-Fi seems to be one of those things that is just absolutely necessary to everybody anymore. <laughs> oh yes. And so, um, you know, so recognizing that, and also um, figuring out how do we meet that demand, um, because that that goalpost is always moving. You know, the more devices we show up with on yeah. campus, it was one thing when it was just a cell phone or a laptop, mm-hmm. but you know now there's all kinds of devices that people want to connect to the Wi-Fi. And so that's using a whole lot more bandwidth than ever in the past. So, yeah. so we're constantly moving that, that goalpost as, as far as what connectivity is enough. One of our coworkers was just talking about this with us the other day, and he said that the average student now brings five devices to mm-hmm. campus. They've mm-hmm. got the phone, the laptop, the iPad, some sort of video thing, maybe a Roku or something to connect. Exactly. Apple exactly. TV. So we just had students move in on campus. Campus is finally buzzing again. Between the Netflix and the Hulu and video games and everything people bring, how much did Campbell's bandwidth just go up just in the course of 24 <laughs> hours this weekend? You no, know, I should have looked at that number. I, I honestly don't know off the top of my head how much did it spike. But we do see those spikes, right? Um, mm-hmm. Particularly at, at night, right? I mean, from <laughs> I 10 o'clock, <laughs> from 10 until 2, yep. um, you know, there's, there's an incredible amount of... Um, 
of usage that happens when you're thinking about gaming, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, watching any streaming kind of video. So Fortnite. Um, yes. yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's when it's happening. And um, the, the hamsters running full speed. At night here. <laughs> you got it. So we could probably talk, um, this whole time about Wi-Fi, but I know there's a lot more important things to talk about, and you are not just the guardian of the Wi-Fi here. You came here last year as chief information officer, when I understand it was Campbell's first chief information officer, and then uh, this fall, uh, you were named associate vice president of information technology. So tell us um, about your role at Campbell, aside from Wi-Fi, uh, what, what those titles mean. You know, interestingly enough, most people assume that when they're talking to the CIO, it's all about the technology piece. But I really see my role as um, supporting and advancing our teaching and learning mission through the use of technology. And um, throughout my career in higher ed, a lot of what I've done has more to do with understanding what, what are people trying to accomplish and then um, using the tools at our disposal to to help them be successful. So, I, you know, I, when I walk around and I see our students, um, I have the opportunity to talk to our faculty. For me, it's about learning what they're trying to accomplish and then matching them up with the right resources. Um, so I'm all about the teaching and learning piece, even though I'm happy to talk about the tech geek kinds of things. Um, you know, there, that's, that's why we're here. That's why I'm here. And so, um, you know, on the back office side of things, how we do all of those administrative things with technology is also important. Um, but, but clearly, you know, I see my role as supporting our teaching and learning and research missions. Do you have an example off the top of your head of, uh, within the past year, um, a professor who came to you with an idea or with a request and you were able to help him or her, um, with technology that improved their classroom experience? Well, actually, the first thing that we did, um, one of the one of the things that I heard loud and clear when I started here was um, the challenges that we were having with our classroom technology, that um, that there was frustration when faculty members would go into classrooms and they wouldn't be able to rely on the fact that the technology would be working, that the projector worked, that you know that they were able to um, you know display a video or or whatever. And so our team got together, um, talked about what was so frustrating about these spaces, understood what um, funding was going to be needed to upgrade classroom spaces, and then put together a plan to, uh, to roll out um, new technology in a variety of classrooms. So we had to prioritize, right, because clearly we don't ever have enough money to do everything all at once. Um, but we put together a prioritized list of those spaces that needed work, um, determined what was the funding that we needed, um, and then made some of that happen last fall during break. And then also this summer, um, one of the things that we're trying to do is to make it friendly, right? Faculty member doesn't want to have to, you know, have a degree in electrical engineering to come in and figure out how to work all of the, the classroom technology. So making it simple to use was our number one priority and making it consistent, right? So if you're in D rich, it's the same as if you're in Lundy Fetterman or right. wherever yeah. you are. So that, that was one of our first um, important uh, tasks that we tackled. I can, I can only imagine uh, just, I've dealt with journalism students here and it's such a big part of a lot of professors approach now is um, even if, uh, even if they don't use a lot of technology, they're still using presentations and PowerPoints and, and uh, you can, all that planning that goes into that class, and if they come in there and it's working improperly, um, 
some of them might just shut shut it down that day because you know I can't go on without without my you know without my presentation. So I can see how that that would be. You know, you've been here a year, and I know you got to start you know fixing things that need to be fixed early. And I imagine that that was probably a huge thing. Right. Well, one one of the things that we're doing this year is um, a campaign that we're calling the Back to School Blitz. So you'll see IT folks walking mm-hmm. around with bright green shirts, and it says on the front IT help. And then on the back, it says information technology services. Like the geek squad here. Pretty much. That's exactly what it is. It's the roaming IT help squad. (laughs) And um, not only are we helping students, right, our our incoming first year students who are having, you know, challenges with uh, getting their gaming devices hooked up um, or (laughs) using their ID cards, you know, at at the dining halls. Right. Um, But we're also going in and out of faculty offices and classrooms. And we're going to be pretty much on standby. So that if they have any issues tomorrow, first day of class, um, you know, Thursday, we're going to be right there. So all they have to do is kind of poke their head out in the, in the hallway or call the help desk. And we have people that should be in the building so we can dispatch them right away. So, um, so we understand entirely how important it is for a faculty member to be successful and not waste that valuable instructional time, right? Because it's frustrating. It's frustrating if you're a student. Absolutely. It's frustrating yeah. if you're a faculty member. So, yeah, so look for us in our green shirts. I'm going to keep an eye out. That sounds so much fun. I love that. Um, well, with your other position as being just actually just a couple of weeks ago, right, named Vice President of Information Technology, you and Faith Beam were the first women to join Campbell's cabinet this fall. So how does it feel to be the first women in 2018? Actually, it feels wonderful. Okay. I'm, I'm so I'm so honored um, to have been asked to join the cabinet and, um, and, and I'm really happy. I think it's important that the cabinet, um, you know, recognize how important it is for a variety of different perspectives, right? Particularly in 2018, but, but honestly, anytime. Um, and I, and I really look forward to working with my colleagues to, um, to help set the direction of the university. And so I, you know, I'm grateful that, that, um, that we were, that we both had this opportunity to join the cabinet. Yeah, we're excited for you. I think with technology, there's a lot of eyes on it and a lot more pressure to be cutting edge because it does improve so quickly. And it's important to students. It's important for students to get ahead. We were talking to some law students who said they wanted competition because they have iPads in the classroom and the other teams didn't and they were familiar with the technology. So I think it's great that they really put you guys in yeah, a position of... It's not. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, as you're saying this, it's not not just important that you have women in that cabinet now, but you with your with your information technology background um you know i'm not going to i'm not going to say anything bad about our cabinet because they all know me and i know them (laughs) and and i love them all but but i would imagine maybe when when talk of information technology and and uh and all that came up in these cabinet meetings there's probably a lot of Lot of and so now you're there to to, to be that voice in there. <laughs> I'm gonna get pets. fired right after this. <laughs> We're gonna cut this out, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I I have to say that um, one of the one of the cool things about the work that I do is that it touches literally every every area of the university, and so being able to bring that perspective to those cabinet discussions when we're considering, you know, where do we go next? What do we do? Where do we focus our efforts? Being able to, um, to bring that aspect because it's so crucial to our success 
into those conversations, I think is so valuable. Um, because not only does it set an understanding of what resources need to be there in order for success, but it also helps us think about the what if, like what if we did something awesome and branched out in an area that where we could use some technology that would really help us stand out. So, um, so I think not only is it a practical discussion, right, we got to have these pieces in place, but it's also a, a big picture thinking about, um, let's consider the possibilities. If we were to do something really cool, how would that help us? Yeah. Very cool. Um, so on, on to the really important question now. Um, this was all just, just a build up to this one question. Um, Kate and I work in university communications and we had the pleasure of, uh, of writing about you and your and your uh, um, position title change this week, and I had the pleasure of misspelling your name five different ways <laughs> in this press release. I had C's going in places they didn't need to go. I had E's that didn't belong. Um, so the last name Yerkswickle. I, I have the last name Liggett, and people butcher that one. But I gotta imagine that Yerkswickle. Um, there's a story behind it, so I, I'd love to hear it. So it, it is so funny. Um, my maiden name is Yerk, right? right. Y-E-R-K. You wouldn't think people could mess up Yerk, but of course they did. <laughs> right. um, so, so when that was my name alone, um, then I, then I, you know, fell head over heels for Bill Zwickle, and in, in a fit of uh, I like that name, oh, Bill Zwickle. Uh, in a fit of craziness, I thought, oh, I should hyphenate my name because you know, professionally, a lot of people knew me at that point. Um, <clears throat> didn't want to, you know, lose that identity. And so I thought, we'll, we'll hyphenate this name, never thinking for one moment about how challenging that would be for people. Um, <laughs> it, it, has been, it has been a fun 32 years now <laughs> with that name, and, um, and it's always a conversation starter. Has to be. Um, many great. people look at it and just will not even give it a try. And, and so, um, so it's funny because I use that as a, um, as a way to connect with people because I say, give, you know, give it a try, see if you can pronounce it. And then most of the time they actually get it. It's not that hard when you slow down, but I think what throws people is there aren't enough vowels in, no. in all of those yeah. consonants. You are absolutely right? missing an yeah. E at the end of Zwickle. It well, just ends with an L. <laughs> so the rest of my family will tell you what's missing there. Everybody wants to put an I at the end of Zwickle and make what? it Zwicky. And so, okay. so that is right. our running family joke is that we're the Zwicky family. Um, because again, I think people just get thrown by the fact that there aren't enough vowels there. So, and so I um, swear I learned no C in York, C in Zwickle, no E at the end. I learned all of that. And then in preparing for today, I spelt Sherry with a Y. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was just insanity. And, uh, uh, and that's my mom's fault. <laughs> okay. I, many times I asked her, Mom, why didn't you just make it a Y? It would have been so much easier. And she's like, I liked it with an I. I apologize for... I uh, argue with that. <laughs> I apologize for butchering it and then going back and finding all the different ways that I butchered it. But, you know... I've got it now. And so, <laughs> well, and, it is one of those names that once people get it, they tend to, to, yeah, they can't, they tend to keep it. Yeah. So um, I'm one of the leading experts on the York Swickle name at Campbell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm the only one. So there, so there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. I got one more question. You deal with technology 
for just about every day. Um, as we've discussed. <laughs> as we've discussed yeah, at length yeah. here. So what do you do to unwind and disconnect and get off the grid? What's your favorite non-IT related hobby? Oh, golf. Definitely golf. Ooh. And yeah. a good place for that. Yeah. 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 I'm, a, I'm a golfer. And it's and it's interesting because the first reason I love golf is because I'm outside. Mm-hmm. I If I'm not golfing, I'm hiking. I'm walking my dog. um biking I just I love to be outside that's where I kind of recharge refresh you know just kind of get back to normal Um, but golf is also wonderful because in terms of life lessons um, you know you have a good shot and then you have a lousy shot Hmm. and and I'm certainly in that camp and so um, it teaches you patience it teaches you uh, persistence uh, not to give up um it, it, it teaches you that it matters, um, in terms of good sportsmanship, that you're, that you're honest, that you're Mm. honest with whatever, whatever you shot during that round. Um, so yeah, so I, so I like it for a lot of different reasons. I've a lot of, I've, I've met a lot of great people, um, through golf. It's one of the things that my husband and I do together. So, um, so it's fun. Would you like to share your, your, uh, Handicap? Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. you know, I just signed up for the faculty staff golf league, and so I, so I had to put down what my handicap was, and I, I don't get to golf as much as I (laughs) would like to, um, and uh, and my handicap for eighteen is a thirty, so so um, still better than me. um, Still, still, yeah. Uh, and again, you know, some days are wonderful, and and that's why you keep going back. Right, it's that usually that one crisp shot that just went where you wanted it to go and you think if i can just do that every time exactly yeah. golfing would be a lot more fun <laughs> well sure not as exciting <laughs> no. <laughs> sherry yerk zwickle thank you so much for joining us today yeah. um i know you've been here a year but uh, welcome to campbell university and good luck this year and uh um we'll see you around Thank you so much. And and uh, get us a better computer in here. I'll <laughs> no, work on that. <laughs> We're like those Wait, that was, that was off mic earlier. <laughs> Thank you. Before you turn off the podcast, we are adding a man on the street style segment to Rhymes with Orange every week. For our first episode and in honor of move-in, I went out to talk to freshmen and their families as they dropped off their students at college for the first time. So here's five minutes of what that day was like for parents and for our incoming Campbell 18 students. And we're going to start with these. We have some adorable little Campbell helpers here. They're probably like six, seven, and 12 here. I want to see how they feel about their brother moving out. Wait, how do you feel? Sad. You're sad? <laughs> you going to miss him? How do you feel? happy because I get my own room. Yeah. How do you feel? Huh? Fine. You feel fine? Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, so I wanted to talk to some parents too, but the families around me are actually saying goodbye. So I'm going to eavesdrop a little bit and I'm a little nostalgic, honestly. It wasn't that long ago that I was moving out. Alright, man. All right. Hold it down, so I'm proud of you, okay? Yeah. Make us proud, all right? I got you. Make us proud. Do your thing. You know what to do. Be careful. You know what to do. Be, be careful with that computer. We don't have a case for it, all right? So see you in five weeks, man. We're going gonna, gonna to be back home in five weeks, so we'll see you. All right, baby. All right? All right, see you later. I'm going to say if you don't call somebody back, man. Love you. So next, there was a first-year student, Allie, 
And she was vlogging her entire college movement experience. So she did not mind at all that I hung around and documented her saying goodbye to her parents, which was actually really sweet. Well, okay. <laughs> Bye. 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 I love you. I'll see you later. It's not a good have, time. Yeah. See you later. Have, see you later. Have fun. Are like, you crying? <laughs> Don't cry. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> Don't, cry. Don't cry. I love you. Thanks. Group hug. Oh, you're making me cry. Don't cry. I'm not crying. I did get a chance to speak with some parents who had just dropped their students off. And this is the best description I heard of what it feels like to know that you're not going to see your child for a few weeks or even a few months and that they're becoming an adult. It'll never be the same again. I think that's what's the hardest part. Yeah, definitely. Even it's like when your kid moves out, right? Even if they're close, it doesn't even matter because it's still like they're developing a life all their own and you only get to see bits and pieces of it. And that's hard. The parents I talked to did take moving their kids in pretty hard. But I went back to the dorms about half an hour later just to catch up with some of the students I had met. And instead of finding sadness, I found pure excitement that they could show me their dorm rooms that they just started decorating. So here's a little snippet of the tour I was treated to. Ah! It literally looks so cool! And then she got her fan. Here's my beanbag that I can jump off of my bed onto. There's my bed, I can't. Essentials, Allie. Yeah, I mean, really, it's, it's important. <laughs> Wait, my little thing fell down! This is how I jump off. The biggest fear for these girls was just that people wouldn't understand their sense of humor and they might weird their new friends out before they can make friends with them. But from the looks of it, I think they're gonna do just fine here at Campbell. And it was so much fun to get to be in that environment where everyone's just excited about a new chapter in their life. So there's our move-in wrap-up, and we wish all the students and faculty at Campbell a great start to the semester.